events, Mr. V, can you please help me, my friend, Mr. V, I just got one question. You're listening to Thank God It's Feeny, a Boy Meets World podcast. TGI Feeny is not recorded in front of a live studio audience. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Thank God It's Feeny, the premiere Girl Meets World prequel rewatch podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Thomas. And as always, we are broadcasting live from the first game of the World Series. And Thomas, we're here to talk about Boy Meets World. More specifically, season one, episode five. For some reason, it's named Killer B. Young Corey Matthews is intrigued with his education all of a sudden because of a little something called the World Series and being a bat boy. So we're going to see what happens when he convinces Minkus to not go after the prize and uh, try to go after it himself. I wonder what's going to happen, Andrew. Oh, shenanigans are surely to ensue. Now, Thomas, let me ask you a question. Um, I try not to get too deep into like the trivia and the, in mm. the real depths of Boy Meets World lore. You know what I mean? I throw out a lot of fan theories and everything, but I did some research. Did you know... Corey Matthews likes baseball. Wow. Um, that, that was, you really reading between the lines, I think, in these first uh, four episodes prior to this one. But it seems like um, he, might, he might like baseball. Yeah. You're, you're an astute observer of, of Boy Meets World. Just something I've been picking up here and there. <laughs> so <laughs> Let's so, see if this okay. holds up. <laughs> so here's my, uh, here's my plan with this episode. I want to spend no more than 10 minutes recapping this episode. (laughs) There's just not a whole lot here for me. Okay, so what I feel like before we get into our recaps and everything, last episode was such a step forward, this massive step forward. Mm -hmm. We got Topanga. We Mm. got the name Sean. Mm. We feel like we really established everything, and we've now laid the groundwork. The road has been paved. We are good to just take off into this this road that we call life. But then this episode was like, oh, wait, we forgot something back at the house. Let's run back real quick. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then we're going to start this road that we call life tomorrow. Because this one, to me, my only theory, and then we'll get into the recap. My only theory is these episodes were shot out of order. Because it, it really, this feels like such an episode two instead of an episode following the Topanga and Sean and, and following that really good establishing episode. This one feels more like, uh, you could tell me this was the pilot and I believe you. <laughs> um, no, I can, I can see where you're going there. I mean, cause even in this first scene, which you're going to get into, I mean, Topanga is not even there. Like, no, my, it, my very first line of my notes, because believe it or not, folks, we take notes on Boy Meets World. That's, that's what we do. That is the, the commitment we have given to you. Mm-hmm. My first line in my notes is we start in the Topangalist classroom. Mm. So and the girl taking... in front of Corey looks like the girl who's sitting next to Sean. Did you notice that? I think they're twins. I did not notice that. We're not going to talk about the extras too much in this one. But <laughs> they, they look like twins. If you go through, like they cut scenes from Corey's, you know, close up and you see her to his like, to his seven o'clock 
eight o'clock. And then you have yeah. on the Feeney shots, you have the, the girl who's sitting in front of stealing Topanga's seat. And um, yeah, I think it's the same person. When I don't know about you, but when I watch these episodes to do the podcast, I watch them usually two or three or four times, depending. Uh, I'll watch once and then I'll watch and I'll try to take notes and then I'll forget all about it. Then I'll watch again. <laughs> and then uh, so I do end up spending a lot of time staring at the extras in the background of the classroom by like the third playthrough. But that's mm -hmm. something I didn't notice. But all right. All right. I said I wanted to spend 10 minutes on it and I've probably spent 10 minutes talking about nothing. So we start in the Topangalus classroom, which mm. right off the rip just infuriated me. Mr. Feeney is handing back the geography examinations and uh, to the shock of absolutely no one, the highest score goes to... Minkus. Was it achieved by Minkus? Does it go to Minkus? Minkus, right? <laughs> Mr. Minkus, who says... Thank you, Mr. Feeney. I can't do the Minkus voice as good as you can. So just Thank you, like, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> your bonus question was a real stumper. Oh, uh, gosh. And this is, this is met by a, a paper ball being pelted at the back of his head by Ow. one Sean Hunter, whose name does not get mentioned in this episode. Just furthering hmm. my theory that, yes, and, and we get the famous Minkus, ow. So Feeney hands out a few exams. He's a... Uh, Excellent, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. Great job, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. And then for Corey as well. There it is. And uh, <laughs> Corey is shocked. He's blown away because he got a C. And, uh, and I quote, I actually studied this time. So they go through the exam to find out exactly why Corey got a C. And Mr. Feeney points out that Corey uh, labeled East Germany. And he's asking Corey if he ever heard of an incident called the Berlin Wall. To which Corey replies, was that during baseball season? And uh, this line is Corey met by loves me. baseball. <laughs> this line is met by me throwing my laptop through my television because I'm so tired of hearing about baseball. And um, not a fan Corey, of baseball, are you? I, you know, I like baseball. I'm a big Cleveland Guardians fan, but I, it's just I'm look. I like I like soccer. Okay. Not every conversation in my life goes, was that during soccer season? <laughs> I sure love soccer. Like, I get it, Corey. I get it. You're 12 and you like baseball. We understand. So, so Corey explains that the textbook said that East Germany is right next to West Germany. And Mr. Feeney says the textbooks, the, the textbooks also say that uh, Alaska and Hawaii are going to make fine states someday. And, and he explains that things change and the Board of Education doesn't have the funding to keep up. So Corey asks how he... Which just goes to your theory up. in the earlier episodes where John Adams is not a very good school district. No. Although Minkus is, you know, some um mensa level <laughs> I'm, so I'm getting to the next episode about mensa um yeah minkus is some genius but going to a school that can't afford any textbooks and um people are shooting water guns at each other in the in the cafeteria and also just pelting minkus in the head and feeney's right there doesn't seem to care in the slightest mm -mm. and so which i'd understand partially like when i was in high school i had someone threatening to beat me up in english class in front of my English teacher, but my English teacher hated me. So he did nothing about it. But <laughs> were you the Corey Matthews of your of your classroom? <laughs> but Feeney loves Minkus. So you think he'd come to his defense, but nope, nothing. So 
Corey's right in this situation, by the way. I don't, I'm just going to go ahead and say, if the, if the textbook says it and Corey puts that answer on the test, Corey's right. It's not Corey's fault that the textbooks are wrong. So in this instance, Corey studied for a test and got punished because of inadequate textbooks. That, that's insanity. Mm. But um, Corey asked how he's supposed to keep up. Now, to Feeney's credit a little bit, Feeney says, watch the news, pay attention in class, look at the mimeographs I give you before turning them into paper airplanes, which is met by Sean throwing a paper airplane at Minkus's head, to which Minkus says, ow. And then Corey complains that geography keeps changing. Unlike math, where two plus two is always four. Uh, science, the earth always goes around the sun. Wait, did he say the earth? Yeah, yeah, the earth always. I, for a second, I got, I got loopy. I thought he said the sun always. Anyway, <laughs> get back to this. I, the earth always goes around the sun. And in history, Lincoln always gets shot in the head. To which Feeney replies, Lincoln got off easy. You said we watched these episodes two or three times. Every time I saw that line, every time I heard that line, I laughed every time. I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, being parents and knowing a tiny, tiny bit of what, very, very little of what a teacher goes through. But um, just his response to it, like, yes, I teach sixth grade kids and I've been teaching for a long time. Lincoln got off easy. Um, That just, it makes me chuckle even thinking about you reading the line made me chuckle also so that was that's as, for an episode you claim to hate that might be early candidate for best line of the season that's like for me that's the best line so far of this season i'm going back to uh they shot the neighbor as my favorite line of the season he shot so the neighbor but uh <laughs> that's and, a good morgan morgan, yeah, yeah. morgan comes through with some zingers because morgan always comes through for me and like i said there's no hatred for Boy Meets World. There mm-hmm. are a bad Boy Meets World episodes, a Boy Meets World episode. This one just, it felt like a detour for me. And that's, I felt like we had really just hit the ground running and then we just really just kind of were like, oh, wait, wait, wait. It's like back. the worst episode of Boy Meets World is better than the best episode of Step by Step. There you go. There you go. So we cue the music, the uh, the opening credits hit, and then and then what, 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 where do we go from here, Thomas? Do you have anything you want to break down of that thrilling classroom scene uh want to tell me what what uh television show the the actress at the (laughs) six o'clock of sean was (laughs) um no one's behind sean by the way the six o'clock would be nobody but we're gonna we're gonna break down um we're gonna break down some stuff because things do happen okay we're back in the classroom so we have our amazing theme song which everybody loves and nobody hates, but we're back in the classroom. Feeney shares that he is the five-time champion, and suddenly five there time. is five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Suddenly there's sucker. <laughs> which uh, Feeney says none of that in the episode, but there's suddenly a wall next to his chalkboard that we're only going to see in this episode, and yep. he has the geography B placards up there for the last five times. What really bugs that's- me. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. He uh, he has a space open for a sixth one, but the space. Now follow me on this one, Andrew. I don't know if you it's bugged you like it bugged me. The space on his wall is on the bottom left. Mm-hmm. We're, it's this a weird way to lay out. Blocks. Wouldn't it be on the bottom right if you're reading from left to right? Isn't that how well, reading works? Left to right, top to bottom. Why is the the top row has three? 
the bottom row has a blank space and then two other ones. It's not even going to be in like sequential order. He's it's going Japanese be... style. It's geography. Maybe. Oh, it's geography. Maybe. So he's okay. going right to left. And then not only that, but Feeney has no confidence in, in his class pass this year because he only has room for one more plaque. No, he leaves sixth grade. He's like, man, I'm not doing sixth grade again. Forget this garbage. Well, Corey's um, going to seventh grade and I have to follow him for the rest of his life. <laughs> So one thing to point out in this episode is Ellis, the third chair from the water gun episode is back and he's going to have a lot of lines for his final episode of Boy Meets World. We never see Ellis again. And also we get, um, we get much, much whiter after this. We've talked about this early on. Like there is a very um, male on white bread feeling of Boy Meets World and Ellis leaving um, reestablishes that uh, he's he's sitting next to Corey, but now he doesn't have any lines yet. It's going to happen. Feeney has shared that he's going to select who is going to get him that poorly placed spot on the bottom left hand corner of his wall. Who's going to get him that sixth? Minkus is geography it B. Let me yep. guess, it's Minkus, Mister Minkus. So Feeney's thunder is stolen again. And to which now he has to give the prize because he has to announce to the whole class what the prize is going to be. To which Mr. Minkus jumps in, the Mercator projector wall down, pull, pull down wall map? And um, no, unfortunately, nerds, that is not the prize this year. It is the uh, chance to be the Bat Boy, or I'm not going to, it's a 30-year-old show, um, the Bat Person for the world series um sean does not think that feeney is going to uh pick him Corey wants to get in to that spot Corey looks back at sean with his eyes aglow like the world series he asks mr feeney now can you please um can i take his place there's one thing that i have that minkus does not have and that's the motivation to win the motivation to win. He asks Mr. Feeney, what's the most important ingredient in winning? And Feeney replies, oh, all the kids have left now. The, the twins have left. Sean is gone. Alice, Minkus, everyone's gone. It's Corey, Mr. Feeney, a little one-on-one, a little Feeney, uh, Corey time. Um, Feeney replies, talent. <laughs> Corey's shaking his head vigorously. Skill, shaking his head vigorously. Mr. Feeney replies, I want you to stop shaking your head. <laughs> Another good line. And Corey replies, the will to win. That's what you need. That's what I got. Corey doesn't admit that it's trying to win the Bat Boy prize. He just wants Feeney to win so he can get this Bat Boy. Um, Sidebar, if I may. Yes. What a horrible prize for a geography tournament. Like, it it would make more sense if it was like, oh, the, the MVP of our baseball team or the MVP of the Philadelphia area teams. You know what I mean? No, not the Phillies. The kids don't play for the Phillies. I'm talking about a kid. The kid who's like the MVP in the area or something. But a geography tournament, we see this play out. Spoiler alert for this fantastic episode. Don't ruin it. Nobody cares who's in this this zone of life nobody cares about being a bat boy for the it's just a weird prize and and you know it's almost like it was just shoehorned in there for the sake of somebody being able to pop perk their little ears up and say did somebody say baseball 
I like baseball. You know what I mean? It's like, all right. Anyway, just, I don't, I don't like this episode. <laughs> I can tell Corey that uh, his, his heartfelt concern goes to Mr. Feeney and it resonates with Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney says, concern like yours gives me full confidence. And Corey replies in me. And here's where the rule of three comes in for comedy. Okay. And this isn't just the rule of three. This is the rule of three for the third time already in this episode, because in response, uh, as Corey thinks it's him, who's going to, you know, instill confidence, Feeney replies, it's Minkus. It's Minkus. I'm full of confidence in Minkus. So Corey's little uh, thunder stealing came back to bite him in the booty. And we leave the scene. And that was Corey the second back laugh, home. laugh this, this episode. Was the, was the Mr. Feeney imitating Corey? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Corey leaves the school and we cut back to the, the Matthews household. And Corey is not going to be going in the geography B, or will he? Dun, dun, dun. So we enter the Matthews household and Amy's putting away some groceries and she asks Eric if, if he can babysit Morgan and Corey Friday night. Eric says, can't do, I'm busy. She says, oh, you must have thought I was asking you a question. You misunderstood. And Eric said, I can. I'm taking Heather, the, who is at this point the longest running side character in Boy Meets World history, I'm taking Heather to we haven't, but we know that he sucked her neck. Mm -hmm. So he's taking Heather to an Aerosmith concert. And Amy's like, oh, well, great. I'll call a sitter and we can all drive together, informing him that her and Alan are also going to the Aerosmith concert. And this begins the episode-long story arc of Eric being mad that his parents are going to be in the same building as him. This is, okay, so I don't, (laughs) all right, you know what? Let's just. I don't like this storyline either. Let's just leave it at that. So for, for an episode that you really hate, I have to agree with you. This storyline, um, I, if I cared less, I, I, I would be shocked because I don't, it's so, it's so low how much I care about this storyline because he's going to get upset about Aerosmith and stuff. How come if his parents, if Amy and Alan are so into Aerosmith and stuff, how come Eric, just realize just thinks now that it's a brand new band that just existed the whole premise is just it's an excuse to fill their second half of the show there's always two storylines and this is just a bad excuse to fill the other half this entire episode felt like shoehorn storylines for the sake of filling an episode so i yeah yeah exactly so anyway uh <laughs> eric's mad about about them going to the concert Corey, sean in third chair they burst in with Minkus, and uh, Corey says, Mom, have you met my good friend Minkus? And Minkus says, call my mother. <laughs> and uh, they, they pull him way upstairs, and Minkus starts yelling his phone number down. So it's the, the only, only Minkus, Minkus in the book. <laughs> you know what I'm going to miss about when we get into, like, season three, season four, where the show starts getting really good? I can't do any Minkus impersonations. You can't do Minkus. You can't do Little Morgan. My favorite part of doing this podcast is your impression. And, oh, uh, and when it. we when we get into the uh, well, you, you'll always have your feeding impression at least. So Minkus is screaming down, asking for help, and Amy apparently just pays no mind to this. We've learned she's a very hands-off parent. Uh, instead, she realizes <laughs> that Morgan threw away the broccoli from the uh, grocery she was putting away, and she asks Morgan, uh, 
what's the broccoli doing in the trash? And Morgan, with another great Morgan line, says, hiding the liver. Hide the liver. And she cringes a little bit. She, she, why, why she leaves the show? I have to think that her dad or mom is a writer on the show because she has the best lines. She steal, or maybe because she doesn't have a ton of lines, she has only a few, but they're really solid. She's got the highest percentage of good lines of anybody on this show. She's got mommy, I made a mistake. She's got they shot the neighbor. She's my favorite. (laughs) So then we head up to Corey's room and. The three boys are trying to convince Minkus that they can help him not be a nerd. Mm-hmm. This again goes to my theory. Okay, so the fact that Ellis is here goes to my theory that they film these out of order. Yes. And the fact that Corey apparently completely forgot the lesson Topanga taught him about accepting who you are. Because this episode, he's all like, Minkus, you're a nerd. Stop being a nerd. Quit being a nerd. And Minkus, Minkus who actually pays attention to Topanga, says but i like how i am and a third chair says so you like everyone making fun of you Minka says no sean says or Corey says you like being picked last for teams Minka says no sean says you like everyone pulling your underwear up your butt all the time and minkus goes it's not so bad (laughs) uh, rule of three is back again the comedy rule of three third time you always do the joke on the third time yeah minkus is a pervert can we just can we just accept this when dark we're we're five we're five episodes in and we have go ahead make me wet yeah and then we have this gleeful what's the word i'm looking for jubilation yeah jubilant acceptance that he enjoys getting his underwear pulled up his butt after a certain amount of time after a certain amount of time he's just gotten used to it though no, Minkus is a pervert. Minkus is a look. So we all are giant fans of uh, Girl Meets World, right? No. And we all know that Minkus goes on to become a billionaire, and we know billionaires can be into some weird stuff. That's all I'm saying. Our, so you, think it's, friend, you think it starts young? You think it's not on the boredom of having all that money? I think that um, let's just say. <laughs> In the in today's current climate, I think some things would come out about Stuart Minkus, multi billionaire, that would maybe get him canceled. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, that's you know, that's, but but at this point, he just wants to he he wants to keep doing the geography tournament. Right. So the point is, thank you for getting me back on track. <laughs> so I was trying to do it low key, and you were just supposed to roll with it. But thank you for no, the compliment. you know, I need I'm compliments. Sure I'm sure the listeners are happy about it. They're like, oh man, this is making me uncomfortable. So the boys try to convince Minkus that the geography tournament is going to brand him as a nerd for life. Mm-hmm. And uh, Minkus says, so if I don't do the tournament, will you guys like me? And they say, no. Okay, guys, you're stupid. You have an in here. Your plan is working. Just say, yeah, Minkus, we'll like you. But Minkus proves to be stupid because his terms and conditions are simply, when you play bombardment, don't aim the ball at my head. Which is just another version of dodgeball, by the way, folks. Bombardment is dodgeball. Thank you. I was wondering what bombardment was. But then Minkus says, uh, or or Ellis, third chair, says, well, what's the point if we can't aim it at his head? And it's like, y'all got the easiest win ever. (laughs) A smart kid. You just dunked on a smart kid. Just walk away happy. Walk away. So that's. That's the scene. Minkus has decided uh, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a regular kid, and and uh, just boy, this episode's just growing and growing and growing for me. 
I'm going to let you take the downstairs part too, because this scene's not over yet. Because we have to go back to the premiere storyline of the episode, which is the Aerosmith concert. Man, I'm really glad you're letting me just recap this one too, because I love this storyline. So back in the kitchen, Eric is still trying to convince his parents that Aerosmith isn't age appropriate for them, which is like me like trying to, it's like me trying to convince my dad that like, Oh, why would you go to a Metallica concert? Like, I mean, come on, man. So anyway, Alan says, get a clue. We've been listening to Aerosmith since before you were born. And uh, Eric says they're going to ruin his first concert, which Amy lets him know this isn't your first concert. Uh, Eric was in. Yeah. yeah, Eric was in her belly when they saw Aerosmith in Madison Square Garden in 1978. Uh, We were there. You were here. And she points at her belly. And Morgan says, you ate him? (laughs) Which... (laughs) Thank you, Morgan, for just coming through for me and, and bringing me smiles. And uh, Alan reveals their tickets. They have third row tickets. Mm. And Corey's like, whoa, or Eric. I mean, Eric's blown away by their tickets. And uh, Alan anger. says, when, when you're old, you get good seats. Now, this is where <laughs> I further, okay. Now, I will say, I understand the irrational selfishness of a teenager. Yes. Because I have teenagers. So I get this irrational, selfish rage that teenagers have amy offers to buy him tickets Mm. closer to the stage near them so they can so eric can at least see the stage she says and eric says i don't want to sit near you i don't even want to be in the same amphitheater as you i'm gonna go see if i can get tickets to eric clapton and storms out and amy looks at alan and says you want to tell him because apparently eric only listens to music that was popular before he was born and he has and, no uh, idea. Like I, I grew up on classic rock. Like my parents listened to. It's not classic rock to them. They grew up listening to this rock music. And I grew up, which I call it classic rock. And I, I heard it in the radio everywhere. They talked about like I knew that these folks had been around for a minute. How Eric at the teenage years doesn't know is just uh, beyond. Eric Clapton's like sixty years old at this point. Come on, Eric. So when you were younger, did you like classic rock? I did. Yeah, I did. Actually, my dad would try to sing Eric Clapton's Cocaine, but he didn't know any of the lines to it. So like, uh, uh, cocaine. And then, <laughs> uh. So I, I did not like classic rock. And I, when I got into my early 20s, I worked in a lot of factories and, and all the old guys controlled the radios. You know what I mean? They always <laughs> listen to 1023 Fox Rock mid ohio's classic rock and Mm. it was as the years went by and i creeped closer and closer to 30 that i'm like i love this song oh i love this song and i'm like oh crap i love all these songs because they're the songs i've been listening to my whole life what's happening i'm getting old so it's frustrating uh (laughs) but um i'll tell you what i'm gonna make a deal with you i i have a toddler now uh, a couple scenes from now, I was I was watching and I was happily typing away at my laptop and taking my notes. And my toddler discovered that my laptop has the number three on it. And I'm going to just, just a quick pivot. Number three is my toddler's favorite number. So after, <laughs> yes. So after this next scene here where we head back to school, my notes are filled with the number three a whole lot. So, <laughs> So take the next scene. Go ahead and take the next scene. Why don't one I too. take the next scene and I'll let you land the plane from okay. there? How's okay, that? that's fine. That's fine. Or I can do it and I'll be like, so we get to the geography B three 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 three. 
All right, so we're back at school. Class is letting out, and Minkus is informing Mr. Feeney that he is tender. Uh, he he's tendering his resignation. Did I say that right? Yes. I'm slightly dumb today, and he's backing out of the geography tournament because he has a new image. Stuart Minkus, regular regular guy. guy. Feeney says he's always found Minkus exceptional, and he'd ask. He asks him, why, why do you want to be regular, which is mediocre? And Minka says, because exceptional people have bombardment balls thrown at their head. Mm-hmm. Regular guys do the throwing. And you see Corey, who's stuck around too. You see him mouthing those words as Minka says it because they've rehearsed these lines. And uh, Andrew, really quick. Do you remember Lee Norris's other big show that he did? This was not a kid show. This was a teen show. I don't. He was on the show One Tree Hill. And you know what his name was on One Tree Hill? Mouth. His name was Mouth. Corey's mouthing the words that Mouth will eventually say. It's a stretch, but um, I, I, my wife was a big One Tree Hill fan. And so I just knew him. I was, every time I saw him, I would say, that's Minkus. But Minkus. Corey was mouthing the words that Minkus was saying for somebody who would soon be called mouth in another tv show we'll move on that's not quite as good of a trivia bit as Corey likes baseball but i appreciate you <laughs> contributing so, i'll get to your level one day one day uh feeney tries to to con minkus by playing to his intelligence uh, i didn't write the line down he says something about you're the only person who can point this out on a map and minkus starts spouting off the information they go oh, he's like it isn't gonna work i mean it ain't gonna work <laughs> and uh so feeney says he'll miss minkus and he only wishes he knew how he'd replace him he turns around and i believe this is a credit scene and oh it's a credit scene. scene i made a note of Corey, this this is a credit scene Corey doing the whole pointing at himself thing and uh feeney's not interested now feeney's kind of a jerk in this episode <laughs> He would rather drop out of the tournament. He would. He's like, forget it. No. Because Corey's like, come on, Mr. Feeney. I'm the only game in town. And Mr. Feeney says, then, Mr. Matthews, there is no game. And walks out of the classroom. Mr. Feeney has zero, zero faith in Corey, which is, is strange. Uh, it's not the Feeney we, we come to know and love. This is a weird Feeney in this episode. I think he fell on some hard times. He was a little frustrated in this episode. So, Corey follows Feeney into the hallway. I think this is the first time we see the hallway. I was going to say, yeah, this is a rare hallway scene, which... Um, and it's not the hallway we know. No, no. It's it's nice to to see something outside of the classroom in this episode. At least we get a little bit of a tour if it's going to be a rough episode. In past episodes we've recorded, Adams. you didn't like an episode, but then you came around towards the end. I feel mm-hmm. like you're sucking me down this episode. <laughs> I'm just like, the more we talk about it, you know what? Yeah, I don't like this episode. You're turning me into a negative Nancy. This was a bad episode. It's okay. I I am I am open to change, and I am open to admitting when I'm wrong. I'm not wrong about this one. It just wasn't very good. So... Corey follows Feeney into the hallway. He says, come on, Mr. Feeney, give me a chance. And Feeney says to, to what? To publicly humiliate me? And Corey says, no, to win for you. And Aww. Feeney says, you've never shown an interest in geography before. And Corey has a good point. He says, but I do have an interest in winning the tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to learn from you, Feeney. I'm an empty vessel. How many times have you said that? <laughs> Feeney says, I've lost count. If anyone can teach me, you can yes it's the kind of teacher you are he's really sucking up yeah he's buttering up but he's mm-hmm. also making some good points and mm-hmm. and Corey says 
but I'm willing to learn from you. And how many times have you heard me say that? And Mr. Feeney says, I don't believe I've ever heard those words in that order from you. So Feeney ends up agreeing to let Corey be in the geography tournament because Corey, Mr. Feeney, good teacher at heart, sees an opportunity. I don't think at any point does he believe that Corey has a chance, a snowball's chance in hell, but he does think he has an opportunity to teach Corey who all of a sudden becomes Stuart Minkus. Why don't you take it from here? It happens really quickly in the next scene. Three, 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 three. So Corey took these words to heart very quickly. He didn't lie to Mr. Feeney. He's going to study because we find him right now in their sliver of a backyard, sitting on a chair, looking at a big old textbook. Sean and Ellis call call him out for studying too much. And Corey's just ignoring He's got a magnifying glass. I was going to say, he's looking at a book with a magnifying glass. Like, if you were looking at a map, maybe, but he's reading words on a page. I think you need glasses, Corey, is the problem. Maybe that's why you're getting seized, because you need glasses. Um, Sean hits him in the back of the head. We're starting to see the transformation, because Corey just says, ow, like Minkus did in early parts of the episode. His little catchphrase so far is, ow. And Corey's repeating it, because now all of a sudden, he's turning into... Stuart Minkus and then right on cue right on cue who walks up in the MTV house of style wardrobe it's a one Stuart Minkus and Andrew what's he what's he wearing he is wearing Corey's giant massive oversized red Phillies hat who we had last seen on the head of one Topanga Lawrence or did we I have, uh, I have in the past accused certain characters of uh, spicy love triangles, and I think fidelity. I think that wherever the lips lock, the red hat follows. Andrew, I'm going to. Um, you teased this in the last episode, so I did a little bit of, I did a little bit of sleuthing, and I was really hoping you'd bring this up, because this is not the same red Phillies hat. All right. Well, I quit. <laughs> oh, come back, Andrew. No, come back. No, he logged I'm off done. the Zoom, everybody. He's gone. Um, no. In the last episode, yes, he did have a Phillies hat. And at the end, Topanga's wearing that hat. And you could feel the love between them. It's a four and a half Feeny episode, that Can last one. Feel <laughs> love tonight? That hat was an adjustable hat. That he got at the baseball game. In this episode, in the Killer Bee, Minkus is wearing a fitted Phillies baseball cap. So this, well, then it is fortunately, is not a, it's not an infidelity to Topanga and Corey. This is a completely different Phillies hat. I if rest my is, case, Your Honor. If it is fitted, it is fitted for Andre the Giant <laughs> because this is the largest cap. I have ever seen. apparently all Phillies caps in 1993 were made for to be able to fit on watermelons. Those were the those were the those were the styles back then. But uh, now Mr. Minkus wearing not Topanga or Corey's Phillies hat goes up to uh, Mr. Feeney because last night I watched M- House of Style on MTV. What do you think? And Mr. Feeney replies, "I think Western civilization is in its decline," which. Another good line. Another good line. Minkus goes, I completely agree. I'm going to go watch Beavis and Butthead now. Yes! Yes! Oh, he's so 
God damn it, the The crowd goes wild. Second episode in a row, which also supports your they're recording these, (laughs) they're showing these out of order because why would you make the same reference? two episodes hey, in a row by the same person the crowd, if it pops the crowd right oh my gosh oh, it wasn't the same Corey mentioned beavis and butthead the first time pardon me but it was around make yeah it was just if it worked keep on going man 93 the year beavis and butthead um but Feeney, i'm gonna start no. shoehorning this into conversations to see if i get <laughs> standing ovations from those around me well, well Feeney, uh, Minkus goes away to go watch Beavis and Butthead, and uh, he sees, wow, oh my God, he sees Corey studying, and he mentions, uh, Corey mentions that he's having fun learning. Not once does Corey ever mention now the Bat Boy Prize. He's actually enjoying learning. So now Corey's going in this back and forth about Hawaii, where Mr. Feeney's just like, oh, really? Oh, really? And he's just letting Corey kind of jazz about Hawaii and the Earl of Sandwich, which by the way, the Earl of Sandwich, back in 1762, he had a gambling problem. That's where the name Sandwich came from, because he was sitting at the tables. He didn't want to get up. So he asked for food that he could hold. He wanted meat and bread. Even though sandwiches probably existed prior to seventeen, the seventeen hundreds, but did you know that Corey likes baseball? He does like baseball, uh, but uh, sandwiches aside, we're now seeing Corey uh, flashed into the kitchen. Flash forward, where now the family's going through index cards. He's going through the Buckeye State, which Corey says Ohio, which the two of us would be like, "Whoa, yeah!" Because yeah, we're it's from almost Ohio. Like he said, "Beavis and Butthead." <laughs> oh wait, I'm from Ohio. It's like that uh, when you're watching the late night talk show and somebody says a city, and there are two people in the crowd who are like. <laughs> because that, that was me listening to the Buckeye State goes through all these different uh, state things which geography be it's not a state nickname be I think Corey was setting himself up for failure going after some pretty low-hanging fruit um, Eric jumps in talk about bands again um, Alan challenges Eric now not to go but Eric is now turning into the rebellious team because now his dad said don't go and Eric's like no I'm gonna go and I'm going with Heather so we don't care about yeah, that storyline. It's riveting. It's riveting. Yeah, I'm very riveted. Um, I'm, I don't know if you can see on the, the Zoom screen uh, me staring at my hand. I, uh, I hurt myself clapping for Beavis in my head. So. <laughs> oh, well, then you better sit. Okay, you don't want to hurt yourself. Okay, baby, we're doing this uh, for very, very little it's money. Our first, it, it might be the first ever Boy Meets World recap podcast related injury. We'll put you on the injury list. Um, now we're, we're at the tournament. Uh, Corey's not at the tournament. All the contestants are getting shoulder rubs, which breaks some kind of teacher-student thing there. That that wouldn't slide today. That's something in TV shows today. I have a teacher would not be rubbing the shoulders. And all, most of these contestants are young girls. You're not rubbing their shoulders. But it, it, it does create a good, funny back and forth where the fiend is like, are your shoulders tense, Mr. Matthews? And Corey's like, yeah, they're a little tense. And then Feeney in a really good moment. And he, he has some physical comedy here, uh, which is real nice. Then I suggest you go like this. And he vigorously rolls his shoulders back and forth. But Corey's fine because he knows about sandwiches. Um, he knows that the Kentucky is the, what was that, Bluegrass State and Ohio's a Buckeye State. He's feeling good. And then in a good sitcom trope, he goes from that really, really high, like I'm feeling great about this, and then cut right to, other kids are getting questions and he looks like 
like the Topanga episode, he had that look on his face of just, I just got kissed for the first time and his face was like blank, but he was kind of in a million places here. He's like, get me out of here. He has those big eyes like, oh my God, what is happening to me? Deer in the headlights um, is the, is the, is the phrase I guess you would say. What he looks like is like when I play video games with my kids and I thrash them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I beat my son in FIFA like 12 to nothing. And I'm like, I'm the best person who's ever played this game. So then I log online and I get thrashed like 40 to nothing in a soccer game. And that's kind of the look Corey had where he goes in a little overconfident and then he realizes, oh, I suck at FIFA. You probably should have done a little more uh, studying. Um, And now the question that gets him out of the the thing, uh, the geography bee is to whom do they belong? Because they're talking about the Tuamotas, which is a um, an island of people. Uh, to which country are they possession? And Corey, instead of saying the right answer, which we all know is France, we right. all know it's France. Uh, Come on, Corey, Corey. idiot. Um, Corey goes into his Earl of Sandwich riff, which uh, the judge of the show does not care. Corey is now flash forward again, sitting alone on the stage, repeating the info that he learned. Tie is loosened. And he looks a little disheveled. And then the winners walk by with a really gigantic trophy for a geography bee. This trophy was huge. Um, which when they're taught these two uh, female contestants are talking about uh, the, the Mercator projection pull down wall map not being the prize. Both of these uh, characters in this scene are in like nothing else. I think they were just in Boy Meets World. Maybe one other thing back in the 90s. But who cares? We're not a general 90s rewatch podcast for boys world rewatch podcast Corey then explains to them what a ball boy is to which they're just like i i don't care i don't care about that so Corey's had a rough night he's had a rough night so let's go back to the matthews household this is a friday night after a concert i wonder heather is finally in the house we'll talk about her in a second but i have an issue with this situation because it's a Friday night. The concert probably started what? When do concerts start, Andrew? Seven o'clock? Eight o'clock? Oh, nine o'clock, Rock. Uh, usually, like, <laughs> pretty late. Uh, I mean... The you're, openers you're, will get there at seven. Yeah, I mean, typically, your, your headline is going on around, like, ten. Yeah, like, not yet. Yeah, ten, they're playing for an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. So, this is the scene of the Matthews household. They're... N- there's no babysitter around. Eric's been gone. The parents are gone. They're still not even home yet. But but Morgan is awake at probably like 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning. Corey's awake. Everybody's awake after this concert. They should not have been awake at this point. They should have been a babysitter, put them both to bed, and then Corey or Eric can come in with his little boo-hoo fest that he's about to go into. Um, but... Anyway, Heather is here. Heather is finally in the flesh. The only time we're ever going to see her, played by somebody who actually, um, for the 90s, had a pretty big career. She had her own TV show. Did you know that? The person who plays Heather? I did not. Well, I did. Uh, Nikki Cox is the name of the person. She had her own TV show called Nikki that lasted 41 episodes. I'm only bringing it up because there were some big names in that show, Andrew, I'm gonna I'm gonna list off a few of them. Uh, if you're Randy Savage, the Macho Man, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, Kevin Nash, the other uh, didn't big have sexy, a, too sweet, yeah, just too sweet. Um, Kevin Nash, uh, Drew Carey, 
Ohio's yeah, own, Ohio Cleveland's only son. And then also um, Topanga was in the show. She was, Daniel Fischel was in the show twice, which makes the coincidence even weirder because this episode that Heather is in, Nikki Cox is in, it's the only episode she's on Boy Meets World and Topanga's not even in the episode. Who would have known when I was repeatedly shouting five time, five time, five time earlier that there were so many pro wrestling tie-ins coming? I know. I, I'm glad I took these notes, and I'm glad they all lined up like this. We didn't try. We didn't try that, folks. But um, we'll go back to the scene. Eric is complaining. He's jabbering about his parents are dancing in the aisles, and the worst thing was that they wore jean jackets and '70s style shirts, and Eric is mortified also they didn't look like they went to a concert they look really refreshed and everything like that i've never gone home from a concert it's okay i'm sorry i'm I'm digging into it too much you don't even care the problem is uh we've waited all year to take heather to the aerosmith concert because my parents are having a good time and Corey jumps in in better seats to remind him that yeah you had a pretty rough time eric sits on the couch insults Corey and says i'm gonna find a spot on the loser's couch but which is kind of rough because heather's also sitting heather's on the on couch, the couch. <laughs> so you're calling your girlfriend a loser which is probably why we never hear of her again and she's never in the show again um we found out uh alan and amy like the bosses they are they had backstage passes um eric tries to leave but alan calls them back Corey wants to stay awake and he wants to see him get in trouble morgan wants to see him get in trouble too Alan says one forceful word with him and Corey's upstairs. Morgan's upstairs. Alan does not yell at Eric. Eric thinks he's going to get yelled at, but Alan says, you know what? I had a boring dad and I wish I had a cool dad and blah, 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 blah. Alan says, live with it. He goes upstairs like the cool dad that he is. Eric thinks that now him and Heather have some time alone. Eric or Alan yells from upstairs. We aren't that cool because Eric thinks he's going to, um, play his own baseball in terms of rounding bases. Um, it doesn't happen. Uh, so we're finally ending the show. I know uh, you're really excited about this, Andrew, to end the show. <laughs> we're back in the school. Minkus is back in his old clothes. Um, and to which Mr. Feeney replies, sometimes a man doesn't know himself until he's walked a mile in a man's humongous pants. And that was <laughs> Minkus who said that, excuse me, not Feeney, uh, which is a good which is a good reference back to his horrible outfit that was from MTV House of Style. You said the hat was big enough for what a watermelon to wear. Yeah. Was that the word? Um, and Andre the Giant. I kept it Andre the Giant. Rest. His whole outfit could have been worn by Andre the Giant because his pants were gigantic. His shirt was gigantic. Um, so Corey asked Minkus. I can't. I can't really criticize his pants because I wore Denko jeans in high school. Mm. Did you have like blonde highlighted tips too? Let's move on. Oh, yes. I I never had Junka or the the blonde. Well, actually, I better I better clarify. Middle school was my Jenko and highlighted tips. High school was more uh, Blink One Eighty Two shirts and bangs. Say it ain't so. I I like your Minkus voice for Blink One Eighty Two. Thank you, thank you. Um, so Corey asked Minkus as Minkus is leaving the room, who owns the two Motas, which. Minkus right off the bat, it's France. And now Minkus walks away. It's Corey and the Fiend back together. And um, Corey's like, you know what? I tried my hardest, Mr. Feeney. And Feeney asked him if he really tried his best and studied the best that he could. And Corey got, hold on to this, Corey got an A 
on his next geography exam. And although he didn't win the plaque, Mr. Feeney puts the A plus on the board on the bottom left-hand corner because Feeney puts it in Japanese writing style. Um, And Mr. Feeney goes, we won, to which the crowd cheers. I'm not going to lie. For an episode you really hate. This moment was like, oh, okay. I get a little bit of like, oh, this is a touching moment. Corey got an A. Feeney is happy with his student. Um, Anything you want to say about this? Or you're just like, you're ready to give it the Feeney rating. Talk about the lesson plan and get out of here. It's it's Boy Meets World. So they're not, it's not bad. It's just, it's just on a scale. It's comparative. It's, you know, it's not good. Okay. Especially compared to Boy Meets World. This was a good scene. This was the best scene of the episode where you see Corey feeling bad because he cost Mr. Feeney and, and he asked Minkus the question. Minkus fires it off like it ain't no thing. So mm-hmm. he realizes he wronged Minkus. He wronged Feeney. And Feeney, Feeney, for the first time in the episode, is more Feeney-like when he's... Now, mm-hmm. the best thing is that you unlocked your potential. And, and as good as this scene was, the post credit scene is our biggest flop so far. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I will say it, it seemed like Feeney was caught up in the, I gotta win. And then eventually he went back to his, oh, I'm supposed to be teaching these kids. And he kind of right. went away from the competitiveness. And yeah, Mr. Feeney always, uh, Feeney always wins. Feeney always wins. Um, yeah, last scene. This one's... Uh, uh, Corey doesn't move. He's sitting on the couch. This is the easiest scene that I think he has filmed. Ben Savage in the career of Boy World, this is the easiest scene he's ever done. He sits there, no emotion on his face, and you just hear a TV. The director was like, okay, Ben, <laughs> sit on the couch and do nothing. And he got paid for this. Um, you hear in the background the announcers, and they're at the World Series. In the middle of the day, the World Series is on, sure. Okay. And um, they mentioned that there's a uh, the bat person or the bat boy, which it was a girl. So the bat girl walks out holding a sign saying, get the French out of the Tuamotas. And then the announcers go back and forth talking through the question that Corey had. And uh, let's just give it... Um, Let's just give it the Feeney rating. I'm going to go first because I think you're going to destroy it. I'm going to give this episode. um, I was earlier on. I was like, I'll give it a three. But the more you talk to me about it, I'm giving it a 2.5, two and a half Feenies for Killer Bees. uh, I'm not too far off. I'm giving it two Feenies out of five. Okay. Okay. Not, Um, not, Not a good showing for Boy Meets World. This is one where... Uh, it kind of got, I think, lucky in its placement, where if 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 you were a, a new Boy Meets World viewer, you had four solid episodes following this up. The last one was the best one so far. So this is one where it's like, all right, well, that wasn't great. I'll see you next Friday. But, <laughs> you know, if this came as like episode two or episode one, I think you'd be like, eh, maybe this show's not for me. It'd you be know like what Mickey. I mean? The, the highlight of this episode for me was Morgan. Everyone else was kind of out of place. The, the storylines were shoehorned. Nothing. It just didn't feel very Boy Meets World-like to me. It I'm going to give like- honorable mention. You're talking about performance of the episode, which this isn't really a segment. But I have to, I have to give um, Ellis his props. This is the last time we'll ever see him. 
Rest on the peace, boy Alice. meets world stage uh rest in peace alice uh we really um gone too soon yeah and, and until mr turner's friend uh a fellow teacher who runs the uh school newsroom that's the next time we're going to see somebody who's not um mayo on white bread in boy meets world chopped a letter off ellis's name and they gave it to the other black actor <laughs> Just take the S off. Eli. Yeah, you're Eli. Yeah. Eli. I'm surprised that Angela's name wasn't just L. <laughs> Sean and L. Oh, that's the way the writers work. Um, so what's the lesson plan for this um episode? Is oh, who watching the shows get better the show gets better? <laughs> it's uphill from here. Uh, the lesson plan is I don't know. I guess there's kind of two lessons. One is, you know, it's not we not really a lesson plan but we do see this theme with Corey, where when he really applies himself he can achieve some yeah. pretty great things um so i guess it's not even it's so much it's it's about finding what motivates you you mm-hmm. know what i mean but the, and then also for feeney it was uh you know his his lesson was you know to to get back to his roots remember what what's important is educating these students not winning yeah. uh tournament that's so important that you have a custom made board in your classroom for maybe he uh, took it down after this maybe he took it down because he's like i'm not going to compete like this anymore maybe that's why it's not on the show anymore so we got three three fan theories well no we just have a rest in peace to ellis we don't have a fan theory about where he went uh heather heather dumped eric because he's a giant jerk yeah and then uh he was a crybaby all episode and then feeney put away his plaques and mm-hmm. decided you know he, he hung up the cape and you know i think that's the point where he's like i would have taught sixth grade forever if it meant i could keep competing but <laughs> Corey, Corey really taught me something today i'm gonna stick with this kid for life i'm following this kid i don't know why i'm talking like this i'm george feeney he's, he's slowly turning into to rocky's coach <laughs> Corey, you could have been the champ <laughs> come on Corey. We got a geography bee. I don't even know what that is. They are in Philadelphia. Oh my gosh. Another theory is Mr. Feeney. Okay. That's a bit of a stretch, but. Um, anyway. I wanted to go 10 minutes. Let's land this plane. This was, look, okay. It's only up from here, ladies and gentlemen. You can count on, thank God it's Feeney, to bring it to you with with honesty and and by that i mean by that i mean sometimes i watch an episode and i think ah this was kind of a, a stinker but then i get talking about it, i'm like i enjoyed that more than i thought i did this one it stayed <laughs> true i went in thinking it was a two fenier and i left feeling like it was a two fenier now you know it, it's it's also a kid's show from 1993 that i have dedicated my free time to doing a <laughs> podcast about so i can't be too hateful Right. When you point a finger, you have three more pointing back at you. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like we're bringing the fire. I feel like even if the episode's a stinker, I'm, I, you did some decent research in this episode, but I really came out like last episode, I had the whole give me your hand theory. Yeah, this episode, I, I, I unveiled that Corey likes baseball. I'm, you almost had you it have- with the red hats, but. Yeah. Once you, you went too high with the baseball, you flew too high. Was Icarus that was flew too close, too close to, the, to sun. the sun? Yeah, that was your problem, man. You should have started with the hat, and then the baseball would have sounded even better towards the end. But you <laughs> you brought your A game uh, right at the beginning. You got to do it like Corey. Bring your C game first, then your A game at the end. Well, everybody, I I think we have milked 
every drop out of this episode we could possibly get. So for now, I'm just gonna I'm gonna look all of you dead in the eyes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stare at you for a little bit, and then I'm gonna say, class dismissed. Thank you for listening to Thank God It's Feeny. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Search for TGI Feeny. Interact with us online using the hashtag TGI Feeny. We always appreciate you sharing TGI Feeny with your friends and family. Another way to support the show is giving us a review on your favorite podcast app of choice. Thank God It's Feeny is hosted and produced by Andrew Atkins and Thomas Costello. Thanks to Spinner Matthews for allowing us to use his song, Mr. Feeney. You can follow and subscribe to Spinner Matthews on YouTube. Mr. Feeney! Can you please come to the fence, Mr. Feeney? Can you please help me, my friend, Mr. Feeney? Feeney. Mr. Feeney!